Hello, welcome to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messagey, Enneagram 6, Life Coach for Sixes. In today's episode, I get into some very practical tools that you can start to apply and really start to connect with getting out of the thinky thinker, more into connection with your body and start to see some real change in your life. Hello, sixes. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking some of your precious time and spending it with me. I'm super thankful. Let's talk about you now. (laughs) I sent out an email last week, and this email got more responses than any email I've ever sent out ever. So I thought I would share it here and we could talk about it. It's very practical, which sometimes we just need practicality to get into it. We can love to stay up in the theories and the philosophies of things. And, you know, we like to think about things. And that's cool. I do all the time as well. And sometimes we just need to pick a thing and start doing some work on ourselves. And so these are, well, what I titled the email was three non-negotiables for Enneagram 6. A little bit of a clickbaity title. Of course, these are negotiable. Of course, you can do what you want. But I do think these are really important and relatively practical. Let's get into it. Okay, here's what I said in the email. There are certain internal projects that if we commit to them, we grow in our connection to and trust in ourselves. That that whole thing about being connected to ourself, our own inner knowing as a uh, thing we're trying to do as sixes. And we become less whipped about by doubt, suspicion, frustration, etc. All the things that keep us sort of just doing our same things over and over and over. It's just easier to stay how we already are. Like it just is. It makes sense. There's nothing wrong with that. Changing ourselves is actually really hard work. So, okay. One, two, and three in no particular order. And I'll talk about that as well. The reason the order's interesting is part of the responses I was getting is people were... Because I asked which of these feels best and the responses were really interesting. It was like, well, this one feels good, but I think I'd need this one first. And this one feels like I could do that. Anyway, I'll share some of that with you as well. So here we go. Also, as I talk about these, I also said this in the email, try them on. Try them on like you're trying on an outfit, a jacket. There are lots of different ways to actually start to connect with what the heck is going on in your body. And part of the journey, the journey, is getting connected with what's going on in our body. Because there's a whole lot of different information 
available to us in our bodies than from our minds. So you can notice when I say something or read something, you can just start to get curious about how it feels. Like what's your feeling reaction? And one of the ways to do that is to try things on. This is also really useful when we're doing different kinds of thought work because not all thoughts land the same for all people. We should never just take on other people's thoughts ever. (laughs) We should try them on, see how they feel, work with them, manipulate them. There's just, there's there's so many ways to do work. Okay, so I'm going to keep inviting you to try these things on or just, you know, notice how they're feeling in your body as we talk about them. Number one, begin to take action when you are 60% decided or more, of course, 60% or more. Basically, anything over 50%, we want to practice going ahead and moving forward. So let's say we are about to send an email. Instead of reading it over 15 times, we can, you know, give it a once over. Okay. Looks pretty good. Send it. If we are researching purchasing something, someone shared this example that they read this email right after they had, you know, spent a lot of time researching and they recognized that, oh, I actually was decided earlier in this process. So interesting. When we think we have to be 100% sure or know something 100% before we move forward, what we are actually doing is feeding the doubt and making it bigger. We are seeding our own self-trust to the doubt over and over and over again. And we absolutely can turn that ship around little by little by doing it. So notice how you're feeling. (laughs) Notice how it feels to try on this idea of, hey, let's start taking action when we're mostly decided, more than half decided. What would it be like to start taking action there? Notice how that feels. Uh, People really liked this one because it was measurable. They could see it. So yeah, there was a lot of feeling good about this one. My own experience with this, yes, I'm pretty practiced at making decisions when it comes to me doing things. Now, when it comes to saying what I think, like actually to people, I have a lot more inhibition in that area. So for me to apply this one, begin to take action, it would be more around Ooh, it's hard to even say it. Like, just go ahead and say what you think more often, right? When you're fairly certain it won't destroy this relationship, which is what my brain offers frequently. Like, just go ahead and say the thing. So that'd be another way to address this one is, do you say what you think? which actually moves us into number two. This That's actually probably more number two. Okay, move toward fear and vulnerability every day. <laughs> like cracking up at that one. Like, yeah, let's do it. 
Move toward fear and vulnerability every day. And then I said, in all caps, start small. Start small. We build courage by couraging. Pretty sure that's a Brene Brown. I did not cite that in the email. Sorry, Brene. We build courage by couraging, by doing the thing. And then being nice to ourselves on the back end. How do we support ourselves after we do something courageous? Do we wait for the outcome to decide if we can be nice to ourselves? Do we listen to our brains telling us like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Something terrible is going to happen. You know, all the things that your brain does. So it's really a choice to move toward fear and vulnerability. This is also, it's the same thing using the email example or like a text example or saying what is on your mind without needing to like be super angry about it, right? Just kind of stating this is what's true for me. So notice how you're feeling about this one. Move toward fear and vulnerability every day, starting small. This is a habit. This is a this is a choice and a habit that we absolutely can do. Part of this is building awareness around how we're not doing this, which can be tough. This is where the self-awareness comes in. What am I avoiding? What am I not saying? How am I avoiding fear and vulnerability today and every day? This is going to be more clear to some of you than others. Some of your personality is going to say, I don't avoid fear and vulnerability. And I'm very courageous and very strong. Some of us are really trying to prove our strength. Others of us are going to be really aware. Like, oh, yeah, I avoid that. I avoid this. Most of us are going to have an absolute mixture there. So you want to start small. And if you want to send me an email about it for some support, I would love to get that email and support you in the thing you're doing. Okay, number three, learn to be your best supporter. This just, I mean, this one is (laughs) non-negotiable. This is work. We all can be doing and dare I say, should be doing. I don't I know we're not we're not supposed to should ourselves or should other people. But as a human sixy being and someone who has worked with oh so many sixes, this is crucial. Can you learn to be your best supporter? In the email I said you don't have to earn your own support. Okay, you could you can just give it to yourself. It's like free a permission slip to give yourself support. You don't have to prove anything to yourself about your intentions. Ooh. Sometimes I write stuff and I read it and I'm like, wow, okay, let's talk about it. You don't have to prove anything to yourself about your intentions. <laughs> My brain is like, um, let's hang out there for a second, self. Okay. Let me, let me just, I'm I'm trying that one on. I noticed, okay, when I read, you don't have to prove anything to yourself about your intention. I noticed an internal hitch. Okay, I felt it in my solar plexus, that area 
right under um what's that called chest bone yeah that one created a little anxiety in me okay good to know so apparently i think i have to prove my intentions to myself hmm. interesting okay i don't need to fix anything there i just want to notice that and as i'm noticing it i'm feeling that spot like open up a little bit like okay all right that's there good to know let's let's see what next i wrote you can learn to give yourself unconditional positive regard yeah that landed that landed really nicely how did that land for you? You can learn to give yourself unconditional positive regard. Like, oh, and then I say, not like a wild cheerleader who only sees your best, but a wise internal truth teller who is for you. There is no downside to this. Yes, absolutely. And then I said, you can decide to cultivate the internal culture you live in. This is probably one of the biggest pillars of my work. And it's so important because when we are doing true self-awareness and self-development, we are going to run up against things that we do not want to see. And, it, and if we're not doing that, then we're doing different work, which isn't bad, right? There's, there's other work to do. Some of us really need to just be really validated for a while or process, um, you know, trauma. There's a, there's different work to do. But this work, self-awareness, uh, growing in our I don't I don't even know what to say. Gr growing in our own ability to actually choose in our life, facing ourselves, facing ourselves. There has to be decisions around how are these things that I am not going to want to see? How are they going to land inside of me? There has to be scaffolding created there, like some kind of nest, some kind of safe internal place for icky things about me to land, my blind spots to land. Yeah, that's a big one. Okay. Some of the feedback I got in the emails was that the measurability of number one, people really like that. Like, oh, I can do that. I can feel it. I can do it. I can walk toward that. Whereas the other ones felt a little too loose and intangible. Other people said, yeah, I know when I can learn to be my best supporter, I'm actually able to do the other things. Which also makes sense because when we move toward things that are scary and hard for us, we're going to have an experience with that. For me, number three is the most crucial. How, and I mean, I think I talk about this every single episode. How are we going to treat ourselves when we see things we don't like? This so this larger concept of choosing something to commit to and work on is just part one of this. What would it be like to just pick one of these and 
work on it and do it for a week, two weeks. What could be different in your life? Like what stories could you start to prove wrong? What internal narratives would you even reveal to yourself that you don't know are there? One of the things that this kind of work is designed to do, what am I mean? What did this kind of work? Coaching. One of the things it's designed to do is to reveal your blind spots to you. If that's not happening, we want to be curious about why. What's in the way? And we know there are some particular pitfalls for success. One, it's very scary to think we're doing anything wrong. We don't want to get in trouble. If we reveal a blind spot, we might suddenly feel exposed or like core fear terrified. (laughs) There are good reasons we keep a lid on this stuff. There's good reasons we keep this stuff tucked back in the shadow. We don't want to see it. Because then, I mean, I guess the experience is different for each of us, but essentially something bad will happen, right? That's that's the, the basic fear. If I actually catch wind that I'm not doing what I think I'm doing, then something bad is going to happen. We have to start revealing those narratives in real time, not just sort of like collectively or... um ethereally, in theory, ethereally in theory, but like in actual real time and then start to actually challenge those things and not challenge as in get into a fight with them, but begin to prove them wrong, prove other things true to ourselves. Okay, so that, but I, I want to finish today by just really talking about this whole environment of support. What is that like? How do we find that? How do we figure it out? What would that look like? One of the things that's going to be revealed as we do that work is what is the current environment? What is the current level of self-support? And that might be challenging. So some other ways to get there. It's 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 so interesting. It's one of these kind of wild paradoxes. It's like, can I support myself enough to actually see how non-supportive of myself I'm being? Because <laughs> that might feel really painful. Basically, step one is learn to feel uncomfortable. Always, 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 always. Can I be uncomfortable on purpose? If not, why? What's in the way? How can I start doing more of that? Okay, a softer approach, let's go softer, is what does it sound like to be supportive? That's one. What is it like when you're sort of in your most supportive space for another person? How do you support other people? What does it look like? What does it sound like? Then take that and turn it back on yourself. So this is how when this person, something happens to them, this is how I support them. I'm going to turn that back on myself and see how that feels. See how I like that. See if that is actually what I would want. 
that's a really interesting experiment. A lot can be revealed in that. Another way is just to directly ask, if you're having a hard time, how do I want to be supported in this? If there was someone else here, what is the absolute perfect way that if they said all the right things and did all the right things, what would that look like? And really spend some time here. And I'll tell you, this is not easy for all sixes, for sure. Because we're kind of like, well, I'll know it when I see it. We don't want to actually do the work to create it. Because it's easier to want someone else to do that. That's just easier. So taking time here, how would I want to be supported in this moment? And if in this moment is not useful to you, you can look back on something that you've been through. And what would the best support feel like? This is going to vary wildly because we are, even though we're all sixes, we're wildly different in lots of ways. So for me, I like a very specific blend (laughs) of validation, comfort, and challenge. I, I like that particular blend. It's very specific to me and it's what I give myself. Like, hey, this totally makes sense. I always, always, always start there. Hey, this makes sense. You make sense. What you're doing right now totally makes sense. It's nothing like radically weird happening here with the way you're being. You make sense. It's okay. All these feelings you're having totally make sense. Let's just let them be here. It's all right. Okay, we're getting through the feelings. Now, what do you want to do with this? Let's look at how you created this so that you can actually do something about it. You can actually do something with it. You can make a repair if you need to make a repair. You can take a step forward if you need to take a step forward. You can take a break and whatever, relax or something. What is it that you now need to move forward? That is my particular brand. That's also, probably not surprising, what you'll find in my coaching. Like, let's do a lot of empathetic um, sort of level setting. And then, okay, what from there? Is there anything we need to look at? Right. First, we level set. First, we let the emotions exist. We settle the nervous system. Then we can start, you know, asking questions, doing the forward movement. So that's my particular brand. That's what I really like. That's what I'm quite good at bringing in the room for others. Yeah. What does it look like for you? What would be ideal? And then this is what you get to create for yourself. Like you get to be the best uh, creator of whatever that particular brand specific to you looks like and feels like. Okay. That's what I have for you today. Uh, Super practical stuff. Grab something, anything, the part that felt best, put it on and do with it what you will. (laughs) All right. Talk to you all very soon.
Thank you for being here. If you want to, one, get on my email list, two, really start to apply some of this stuff, grab the Confidence for Sixes mini course that I have for you for free. If you've already grabbed it, go back and take another look at it. It really is applying all the things I just talked about kind of in a step-by-step manner, which makes it a little more approachable. Also, if you haven't yet, please go leave the podcast a rating and a review. It really helps people find it and I really appreciate it. All right, I'll be back with y'all soon.